Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. All right, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, friends. I am so excited you are back with me to hear from Christy Wright today. Let me tell you a little bit about Christy. Christy is a number one best-selling author, personal growth expert, and host of the Christy Wright Show. She's also the founder of Business Boutique, which equips women to make money doing what they love. Regardless of where you are today, Christy will help you build confidence in yourself, strengthen your faith, and become the person God created you to be. So welcome to the podcast, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. This is great. Uh, I've been to Business Boutique, which is what we just talked about in your bio, and you really have an amazing conference for people that, for especially women that want to know more about business and really just start. And yeah. so I'm excited that you founded that and that you continue that even in a pandemic two years ago. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's just, it's such a need and it's, you know, that's where the best business ideas come from, by the way, is just paying attention to what's going on in the marketplace. And then, and then how does that intersect what you are passionate about and good at? And I've always been good at business. I've understood business. I'm a certified business coach, you know, um, and, and have been a leader in business for years. And so, and plus my mom started a business since I was raised in her business. And I started to see, wow, there's so many people starting side businesses, small businesses, home-based businesses. And they love their thing, whether that's sewing or fitness or, you know, um, salons or hair, whatever, but they don't know business. I was like, well, let me come alongside them. I can show them the business stuff and they can make money doing what they love. So it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, it's great. I, f I went with a friend of mine to Business Boutique a few years ago, and I didn't even have a business, but I knew I had a business inside there. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. So uh, it was it was incredible. So let's jump in because you talk about how you uh, your mom had a business, and she had a business of cake baking, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, a baker. And she was a mom, a single mom, and mm -hmm. you remember, I think, lying on the bags of sugar or flour mm -hmm. or something yep. from yep. years ago. So how did that influence you as someone now teaching others about business? Well, I mean, I think that there are a lot of places that you can get degrees in business and you can get MBAs and you can get, you know, all types of um, head knowledge and book knowledge. But the vast majority of successful businesses are scrappy and they're figuring out as they go and they're doing the best they can. And it's not actually very sophisticated. It's very simple. It's just serving the marketplace. And that's what I got to watch my mom do growing up. And then, of course, I went to school for business and also became a certified business coach. So it's good to learn the, the practices. But what's interesting is what's going to determine your success is not the head knowledge or the book knowledge. It's going to be your persistence and scrappiness. And man, I had a... Uh, <laughs> doctorate level course in that because my mom is one of the scrappiest, most persistent people I know. And it was just fascinating to watch how she um, would make a way when it seemed there was no way and just persisted and served and showed up and made it work. And that is to me the most valuable 
business lessons, you know, the marketing strategy, all that's good and fine. But if you're persistent, that's what's going to help you stick with it for the long haul. So it's, um, you, you definitely need both. But I think what the determining factor is the scrappy factor, not the sophisticated book knowledge degree. And, and a lot of people misunderstand that they think, Oh, I'm not business minded. I don't have a business degree. I'm like, great. Most other people don't as well. Let's go do this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. I love scrappiness. I've said that before and said, I think that's Christy Wright's word. It's totally your word. <laughs> scrappy. Let's it. get stra- scrappy. Uh, that's neat. But uh, okay, so let's go back to 2016. 2016, you were working for Ramsey Solutions and you're writing your book, the first book, Business Boutique. You're starting your podcast, The Christy Wright Show, and you are in the middle of the night rocking your son. And your husband walks in the door and he looks at you and he had come in because it was the middle of the night. Your son was crying and you were crying. And tell me, like, what was, what were you feeling at that moment when he walked in there? Yeah, this was, um, this was a few weeks after my son was born and it had been a really hard first few weeks, not just because it had been hard because you're a new mom and you've got a newborn, you're not sleeping, but he wasn't nursing. He wasn't sleeping. All the things that babies are supposed to do in some capacity, he was not doing. And so Mm -hmm. I just, um, you're scared, you're tired and you just feel you don't know what you're doing. And I remember being in there and I was just like sobbing, crying. And my husband, when he heard me crying on the monitor, he came in and he stood in the door. And in that moment, he just stood there and said five words to me. And they were, he said it with such confidence and such um, certainty. And he looked at me and he said, you're doing a good job. He didn't even ask me what was going on. Mm-hmm. He could see that we were safe. He could just see the defeat in my eyes where I felt like I was failing. And he said, you're doing a good job. And I just cried harder because I wanted so bad bad for that to be true. But what's so powerful about that moment that I I don't want people to miss is that was not a compliment. It was not like you look pretty today. You're doing a good job. That's not what that was. Mm -hmm. If he was going to give me a compliment, he would say like, you're doing awesome. That's a compliment, right? Mm -hmm. But all of us have this lie in our mind. Most of us, especially parents, especially women. We walk around all day, every day with this heavy and exhausting belief that we're not enough and we're not doing a good job. We're not doing a good job at work. We're not doing a good job at home. We're not doing a good job. Now, the only way to combat a lie is with the truth. And so when my husband stood in that doorway and he spoke those five words of truth to me, that's what made them powerful because it wasn't a compliment. It was a statement of truth that cut through the lie. I was sitting there believing that I wasn't doing a good job. And he said, you are doing a good job. You are doing a good job. You are doing a good job. Job. And so I think that, you know, I set up the book with part of this story because I think that that is the deeper root issue of our problem with balance. It's actually not about the calendar, it's about the fact that there are women every day walking around with the heavy and exhausting belief that they're not doing a good job, that they're failing. They're failing at work, they're failing at home, they're fa- no matter what they do, they're doing the wrong thing. And this guilt weighs us down. And so while I want to help them with the calendar, and I do, what I love about my new book, Take Back Your Time, is the subtitle, The Guilt-Free Guide to Life Balance. I want to help you shake the guilt mm-hmm. and realize what a great job you're doing and then help you manage the calendar from there. But we've got to start at the baseline of the the deepest part of us and how we feel about ourselves in the calendar, that in the life that this calendar represents. 
I bought your book and it doesn't come out until September, but we are speaking in August. It is coming. This episode will be coming out on the 17th and it would have just come out and I cannot wait to get it. I cannot wait to dig in. But but I I loved how you opened up the first chapter with that because it kind of just meets us where we all are as moms or as women as you said, um, you know, finding that balance. And you said later, I'm going to quote you, but you said that our lack of balance is not a schedule problem. It's a heart problem. Mm -hmm. And so you just touched on that. So what is like, how can we recognize our motives in the midst of that? Well, sometimes it takes an outside perspective. So that's the reason I wanted to write this book, because sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees. You know, we can't get out of the weeds enough to even know what we want, what we're doing, what we should do, what balance looks like. Like we we just we're just trying to keep up with the things I have to get done on my to-do list today, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to come in as this outside perspective. My husband and I, when we've been at a standstill on a decision, we'll we'll sometimes go to counseling just to have a third party help us process it. So I want to kind of be that that friend that comes alongside you and goes, hey, let's get out of the weeds for a minute, mm-hmm. long enough to look at your life and go, what does balance look like for you? in this season, what's right for you right now. And if we just think that this is a calendar problem, then all we're going to do is try to fix the calendar. All we're going to do is try to wake up earlier, stay up later and run harder and faster in between. We're going to think that this is a productivity problem, that I just need to be more efficient. I need to multitask. I need to work smarter and not harder. All the things. Mm. I need to juggle all the balls better. I need to know which balls are glass and which ones are rubber and which balls I can let drop on a Tuesday. Like we've got all the analogies and yeah. all the solutions, and I don't think any of them are fixing our core problem because mm-hmm. I can juggle all the balls, spin all the plates, be super productive and efficient, multitask, and wake up early and stay up late, and I can still feel out of balance. But now I'm out of balance and exhausted. I'm out of balance and tired, even more tired, and feeling even more like a failure because I did all that and I still feel like something's not right. And so I really wanted to take this opportunity in my in my new book to redefine life balance and not in a like cop out kind of way like, oh, well, it's, you know, because we've got all these other analogies. It's like, it's it's not worth work-life balance. It's work-life integration. It's work-life harmony. It's work-life rhythms. I'm like, thank you for that new word. Also, <laughs> zero helpful. Zero yeah. helpful. Work-life, right. work-life harmony did not help me at all with my the fact that I want to pull my hair out today. Right. right. So- So here's my definition that the entire book is based on. And this is something that I believe is not only just a new idea, though I I think it is a new idea. I'm super excited about it. I think it is the truest, truest path to balance, the most practical, realistic, desirable version of balance. So here's what it is. Life balance is not doing everything for an equal amount of time. It's about doing the right things at the right time. And when you do the right things at the right time, you will actually feel that sense of balance that you've been looking for all along and you get to decide what's right for you. And balance looks a lot more like peace, Mm -hmm. being confident in your choices when you say yes to this thing or no to that thing, being proud of how you spend your time for once, being happy in your life. Guess what? It's okay to want to be happy in your life. And I think that that all of that that I just described, I think that that's what we're really after when we say we want more balance. I don't think we want more balance of equality or balance of 50-50 split between work and home. I think we want to be proud of how we spend more time and be happy in our lives. And that's an okay thing to want. But what's interesting is if we understand what we're after, 
if we understand what we mean by balance, if we can define it and say it looks like peace and happiness and confidence and being proud, then we take a very different path to get there versus just being more productive, just being more efficient, just multitasking and getting through more tasks on our to-do list. And so what I encourage people in the opening of the book and what I walk through is you can be a balanced person in an out-of-balance world. You can be balanced and still be busy. You can feel peace even if you're in a season of chaos. And so it really starts with you. And that's what I love what, what you mentioned. It's it's not just a calendar problem. It's a heart problem. This, this issue of balance isn't just about the calendar. It's about enjoying the life that the calendar represents. And I want to help you there. And then I think at the end of it, you'll go, oh, wow, this, this result is so much better than what I had in my head of this perfect 50-50 balance split that I thought I was after. Yeah, yeah. I think that is going to speak volumes to the women that listen to the Friends of a Feather because we're women that are single moms. Some of us are single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> we're stay-at-home moms. We're work-from-home moms. We're work-out-of-the-home moms. Um, so how do we know that these things are right for our family? Is that where yeah. we have to just get by ourselves with the Lord and just seek Him to know what is right for our family in this season? That's a great question. Well, I'll tell you, this is what's so interesting, especially about women specifically. This book is for men or women, but let's talk about women because you, you made a reference there. Many women don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. It's like they've never even stopped to consider what they want because they're just so busy running from this thing to that thing and so on. They're, they're fulfilling all their responsibilities and roles. So when you ask the question, hey, what do you want? What's right for you right now? What's important to you right now? That's actually a very difficult question to answer for mm -hmm. many women because they're so busy doing all these things. So I, I back out of that in the in the chapter on step one, which is figure out what matters, like how, how we do this. I give you five steps in the book of how to do the right things at the right time. Step one is decide what matters. And so as I unpack this a little bit about asking yourself what you want, I back out of it and say, you know what, this can be hard to answer. So let me ask you a different question. Instead of just asking yourself, what should I do? Or even what do I want to do? Ask yourself who you want to be. Ask yourself, what do I want to be known for? What qualities do I want to capture who I am? And and not just in life in general, but even in this season. Who do I want to be in this season? And when you write down adjectives, three to five words of who you want to be, then you'll know what to do mm -hmm. because you will act out of your identity. You will act out of who, who you are. When you know who you are, you'll know what you need to do. So then you begin to put things on your calendar that allow you to be the person you want to be. So let's just use an example how this plays out in real time. In the summer, I want to be fun. I want to be present. I want to be active. That is summer Christie. That is mm. different than fall Christie. Fall <laughs> Christie, I still want to be fun. I still yeah. want to be present. But probably what I am the most is hardworking. I'm in the mm. middle of book launch. And that is like, that is top of the list. I'm saying yes to everything in terms of work. I'm working hard, long days. That's right for me right now. Mm. Because I have a different, I'm in a different season. And my my season will all, your season, everyone's season will, will determine your priorities and what's important to you. So my priorities in the summer are going to the lake, not working on Fridays, hanging out. Priorities in the fall look more like work and heads down on these goals and that type of thing. And so when you begin to think about your season and who you want to be in that season, then it then it informs what you need to do. Because if I'm going to be fun in the summer, for example, then I'm probably going to need rest because I'm not real fun when I'm tired. I'm grouchy. You begin to say like, oh, this informs my 
schedule. I don't want to take any plans on Friday because I want to hang out with my kids or whatever. So it becomes more clear of what's right right now um, when you think about who you want to be. But but even if you just ask yourself that question right there, this is a very powerful question for anyone listening right now. And you're like, okay, what's the one takeaway? Let me just give you one takeaway. Ask yourself what's right right now. And we never do that. Mm-hmm. Here's what we do. We ask ourselves, who's the loudest? Who's in my face? What do I need to do? I should do. What is she doing? What is he doing? Who needs me? What, you know, that's mm-hmm. all we ask ourselves. We never ask ourselves what's right. Because what's interesting is when you do the right things at the right time, you feel more balanced, but you also shake the guilt and the FOMO for all the things that are not right right now. Mm-hmm. And so a good thing, a good thing that's not the right thing becomes a bad thing. So there's lots of good opportunities out there, but if they're not right right now, they become stressful. That that leads to anxiety. That makes me feel guilty for doing them and, and makes me feel um, stressed and anxious for doing them because it, it's actually not right. And, and I think if we can just ask ourselves this question, what's right right now, then it, it gives us permission to focus on those things and it helps us shake the guilt of all the things that are not right right now. By the way, knowing that just because they're not right right now doesn't mean they're never right. They're just not right right now. And so as an example, I got a text um, a couple weeks ago from a friend with a really cool opportunity to take a trip with some girls. And it sounded so cool and Mm -hmm. so fun, like this once in a lifetime, like awesome. Oh my gosh, it just sounds like a dream. (laughs) And I wanted to do it. And it sounded fun and it was good. And I was available and, and, and all the things that you check all the boxes. So you think it's a yes. But when Mm -hmm. I asked, but, but I still felt nervous about it for some reason. And I asked myself, what's right right now? It wasn't that trip. That Mm -hmm. trip, it's actually next week, would have stressed me out to the max to try to leave my kids in the middle of back to school while also launching a book. That becomes a stressful, exactly opposite from fun experience. So when I ask myself what's right right now, I came up with the best answer. It's not what's fun right now. What do I want to do? What's available? What's an opportunity? No, it's what's right right now. When I do what's right right now, I'm going to feel balanced peace. Like when I decided, oh, that's a no, because it's not right right now. I felt such relief. Hmm. But you have to put it through the framework of this question. What's right right now? And when you do that, you will end up knowing front and center what is most important to you in your unique season, your unique priorities, your unique family, and so on. And then it gives you permission to focus on those things where the result is you not only actually get to experience them because you're not feeling guilty and having FOMO, but you enjoy them more and you're more proud and more present of those things while they're happening. And the the results of that are huge. Oh, that's so good because I remember watching your Insta stories just a couple days ago when you were saying there's something that I was going to do and I had to say no to it. So yes. I think I remember watching your Insta story like two days ago. Well, that was a different thing. That was oh. a different thing. So, so, so like to your point, this wow. is a, no, you bring up a great point though, because it was several weeks ago. I had an opportunity to go on this trip next week, mm. but then my husband and I, we had plans this last week and a totally separate thing, a totally mm. separate thing, just going, going out of town, just down to Alabama. But I just started feeling like the plans that we had made were no longer right. And there's such a lesson in that because our feelings can change. Our energy can change. Our priorities can change. Our week can change. Our season can change. And we don't change with it. We just hold our feet to the fire of what we planned five minutes ago or five months ago. And then all of a sudden we feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to hold my feet to the fire. I have to do this thing, which is not right anymore. It might've seemed right six months ago Mm -hmm. or six weeks ago, but it's not right right now. And so there was something very freeing about going, okay, 
what's right right now? What is right right now? And maybe that's different than what I thought was going to be right right now. And giving yourself permission to change your mind, change your plans, change your priorities. Um, I, I think often we miss that we have that power um, to change. When th- when th- I would say when things change, things need to change. So my priorities had shifted. My energy had shifted. It was no longer a priority. And oh my gosh, Ren, I had the best weekend at home doing nothing. Like I started mm-hmm. Monday feeling so refreshed wow. and it was because I listened to my body and paid it, you know, checked in with myself of like, what was a priority now? And I think, you know, especially for hard driving, go getting women, you, you know, y'all, y'all just run so fast. I run so fast that we never stop and say, what do I need? All we say is, what do I have to do? I have to do this, this, this. Um, I have a, a text group, a big community where I text like my, you know, my audience or whatever. And I texted them something. I think it was yesterday that said, instead of asking yourself, what do you have to do this week? Ask yourself, what do I need this week? What do I need? When you get what you need, you'll be able to do what you want to do. But so often we just run so hard. And so sometimes we have to stop and check in with ourselves like, okay, what's right right now? Last week, this was right, but maybe this week's different. What do I need? What's right right now for me and my life and my circumstances? And uh, and it's not always perfect. It's not like you wake up and you're like, I need a spa day, but I have to work 16 hours. Yeah, <laughs> that sometimes happens and you got to rally. Okay, we all have to do that. But I think we have more opportunities to check in with ourselves and reassess what's right for us at any given time than we take advantage of. And when we take advantage of them, we will feel so much more balance. Mm. Well, and I think starting with that, that sentence, what, what do I want? What do you want? What do you want to look like? What do you want? <laughs> I keep thinking of that scene in the notebook when she's like, what do you want? And yeah, she's like, yeah. I don't know. It's not that simple. You know, like that's yeah. what I'm going to, but it really does. What is right right now for me? Yeah. yeah. So good. So clarifying. So clear. Um, And let's, let's talk about that where, you said that there are four reasons. This is going to be the, my last question for our lightning round because we have to go. But you said there are four reasons why we feel like it. it we we talk a lot about feelings, like how we feel out of balance. There, we're doing too many things. We're not doing enough things. We're doing the wrong things. We're not doing the right things. How does this look in a woman's life? Like, describe a woman, or maybe back to the time when you were rocking your son and you were just not feeling it. What does that look like in a woman's life and and how we can get past it? Yeah, there's there's two there's two parts to this. So if we're if life balance comes from doing the right things at the right time, which I believe it does, then we have to look at what gets in the way of that. Mm-hmm. So you listed them. Number one, doing too many things. This is the most obvious one, but when you try to cram more in your calendar than your calendar can comfortably hold, you're mm-hmm. always going to be exhausted and out of yeah. balance. So just simply trying to do too much, as much as we know that, we we don't do anything about it. So we've got to understand that that's going to cause us to be out of balance. The second problem is the opposite. And that's not doing enough things. That would be, um, for an example, maybe someone that, um, you know, is an empty nester or someone that's newly retired. All of us experienced this last year in the pandemic when, you know, at first we loved this gift of free time and then we were just bored after about three weeks. And so we all need outlets to use our gifts. We need responsibilities to show up for our relationships to connect with. If you don't have that, you're going to be bored and out of balance. So not doing enough things doing the wrong things, as long as you spend your time on things you don't care about, you're going to feel out of balance. It doesn't matter how perfectly you manage your calendar. For example, if you have a full-time job that you hate, well, then you're never going to feel in balance. 
because you're spending a large portion of your time on something you hate. Those are the wrong mm. things for you. Mm. And then uh, the fourth cause is not doing the right things. And that's slightly different because if you do have things that you do care deeply about and you don't spend time on them, well, then you feel out of balance because you're not doing the right things at the right time or you're not doing the right things at all. And so those are the things that are life-giving. They are important. They're in line with our values. They move us in the direction we want to to go. And um, and that can change per season. My priority in the spring, one of them was getting my kids to swim. That's super tactical and practical. Um, my priority this fall is launching my book. My priority this summer was playing at the lake. Like, What's right for you right now? What are those right things? Knowing, like we said, they can change. Um, but when you when you do too many things or not enough things, when you do the wrong things or don't do the right things, then that's keeping you from doing the right thing to the right time. But I will say there's one other piece of this, and this is a small section of the book, but I think it's so important to remember. As women, we are very in touch with our feelings and emotions, which is a great thing. Um, feelings, what, is, what did um, Lisa Turker say to me recently? Feelings are indicators, not dictators. So it can be an indicator that something is off in your life, but it's not a dictator. It's not like I'm going to, I'm tired. I, I'm not in the mood to go to work today. So I'm going to go quit my job like Jerry Maguire and grab the goldfish yeah. and walk out. We're not going to do that. <laughs> All right. But there's one section of the book where I um, distinguish between three different situations or feelings and being out of balance in general. And what, I'm, what those are, tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. If you are tired or stressed or overwhelmed, it is very difficult to think clearly, and it might be an indicator that something in your life needs to change, like you've been tired for a decade. Okay, we probably need to fix something. <laughs> but if you're just having a hard day because you didn't sleep last night because your newborn's not sleeping, or because you stayed up late working on something, you're just tired. You just need a nap. You need some sleep. Get Go to bed early at 9 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock tonight, and watch how your whole perspective on your life shifts tomorrow when you get the sleep you need. Mm. stressed if you're dealing with a project or a situation you don't know how to deal with when that is taken care of you're going to have a whole new outlook on life so just just because you're tired or stressed or overwhelmed doesn't mean your whole life is out of balance and i want us to be able to discern that because we're having a bad day or a tough week we can tend to think oh my gosh my whole world's upside down i need to quit my job and completely change trajectory of my life no 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 you just need some sleep okay yeah. You just, you just need, you just need some sleep or you just need to get through this tough situation. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to discern the difference there because if not, we will think our whole world's out of balance when it's not. And so we need to pay attention to our feelings, but not let them drive the car. Great, great advice. Okay. So there's going to be a women out there that are saying, I need what Christy is talking about. I want this balance. Where can they find you online? And then where can they grab your book? Thank you so much. ChristyWright.com slash balance is where you can find out more about the book, Take Back Your Time, The Guilt-Free Guide to Life Balance. You can also get it anywhere books are sold. And then I'm mainly active on Instagram, which is at Christy B. Wright. But thank you for asking. This has been so fun. And I love just helping people figure out what their version of balance looks like and then helping them create it in their life. And that's uh, that's different for everyone. So that's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, and I love I love the first chapter. I can't wait to dig into the rest of the book. And I um, love following you on Instagram. And also, y'all need to go look at her Insta stories for the fish saga that was a few <laughs> years ago. It's still it's still out so there. Good. It's so good. All moms can relate for sure. And um, and you have also a quiz that people can take to know um, a little bit more about balance. Yes. And that is, um, 
to help you figure out what's the root cause of why you feel so busy. I believe you text BUSY to 33789. And you can take the quiz and it'll show you which of the four causes of being out of balance you relate with the most so you'll know what to do about it. That's great. And then also people can get on your email list on your website where you give time uh, hacks. Let's see. I got one today that was about, it's called Time Finder. And mm-hmm. I love that. It's a six-day email that we can know really like how to how to really have our time work for us. Well, and I give um, you just practical steps every day. Yeah. And then if you do those steps every day, I show you the, I add it up at the end of each day, but you get 24 hours back in your week if you do those things. So it's very tactical things of how to get your time back. It's amazing. I, I read Thank the you. first one and it was on, um, it was how to, you got five hours at, at, back to your yeah. week. I was like, yeah. huh. It's magic. So I love that. I love that the book goes from the ground up. Like it goes back to the root of the issue and then you can follow it up with some practical application, which is awesome. Thank you. Okay. So I have three really like rapid fire questions so we can get to know you better. It's my eat, read, love segment. And so what are you eating? That's like a snack that you love. It's so random, but dried banana chips, dried banana chips and almonds. Like I'll like make a mixture Mm -hmm. of like granola, all okay. salted almonds and like dried banana chips. There's also these coconut cluster things. They sell at a few grocery stores that are like so delicious. It's like coconut seed dried. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just snacky things. That sounds healthy. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, all right. What are you reading? Okay. Reading. Listen, I'm in seminary right now. Yes. Oh, so I I'm to reading <laughs> textbooks. Nothing exciting whatsoever. But literally, I carry these like 50 pound books around with me everywhere I go. Because if I even mm-hmm. have two minutes mm-hmm. to spare... Yeah. I'm trying to crank through these pages. It's like 300 pages a week. It's so crazy. So anyway, nothing exciting at all unless you just want to understand the Greco-Roman world that Paul wrote his letters in and the history and context, which is fascinating, but also it's not a light read, people. It's not a light read. It's (laughs) it's textbooks. Sounds very heavy. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. And what are you loving? Mm. I, my kids are getting to the age where um, they are so active and I can actually wrestle with them, play with them, go to the, like, like I went swimming with them the other day and we all swam. I didn't just like hold them. And so I'm loving being physically active with my kids. I'm not a watcher mom. I'm not a sit yeah. on the sidelines and watch. I'm a get in the game, play with them. And I'm absolutely loving it. I was, I was made to be a, a boy mom. I mean, my daughter too, but man, it's just like being active is, with them is so fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you and y'all go get her book and follow her on social media and you can get all of her tips, but her book is phenomenal. I can't wait for y'all to grab it. Thank you, Ren. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.